3: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the 211, Renault and Dacia range. Get your card delivered to you in just a couple of clicks. Call us today to find out more or visit blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone
2: Motors. Do you ever hear the saying, we're all mugs? Yeah, and at times you'd think, you're spot on when you hear about all the scandals that have happened... In recent years and in many years in this country, well, we're talking mugs on late lunch this afternoon, but not that type. It's the ones we drink out of, we enjoy our tea and coffee from. And you see, what put this in uh, mind and in train was last week we talked to that lovely lady about the swear mugs. And myself and Louise were talking about our favourite mugs. You have a favourite mug, don't you?
4: I have a favourite mug.
2: And I have a favourite mug. I have a couple of them, but I have one in particular that's my absolute favourite. So look, folks, if you're listening to us today, a lot of people having a lunch now at home, maybe having a sandwich, a cup of tea or whatever, is your favourite mug nearby? Just take a photo of it, will you? and WhatsApp it into me now. 086-1800-658. Come on. If your favourite mug, if you're drinking out of it, all the better. But if it's near you in a pressie, you can get hold of it, your favourite mug. We want to see them and hear about them. Come on, WhatsApp one the you images. you share
4: with anybody. Anybody.
2: That's it. That's a very important thing. It's your mug. It's your favourite mug and you wouldn't like anybody else to drink out of it. That number one mug in your life. We all have them. 086-1800-658. Take a snap. WhatsApp it to us now and we'll be chatting about them over the course of the next couple of hours. Louise, your mug. Louise brought in a couple of our mugs, would you believe we yeah. today? Well,
4: I have three mugs. Two are really for show that I've got its presents years and years ago. So I don't actually use them, but I still have them. They're 20 odd years old. Oh, but I have God. the one for coffee.
2: Oh, I know. The big tall green one. Yeah, you have that. Yeah. So you have a distinction. You have a mug for coffee and different for tea.
4: Yeah, because um, the green mug I have, as you know, is huge
2: yeah it and is. it used to
4: be plied with coffee when I was coming in here mm. every day and i don't need a, I don't drink as much tea, so I use a smaller, much smaller mug of tea.
2: come back to those two other favorites you have they what age did you say they are
4: uh they're in around twenty twenty odd years old twenty five years old.
2: That's incredible to Mm -hmm. have a mug. And have you used? You have used them during that time, or do you put them away? Say maybe once. Ah, you see, you mind them. They're another of your hoarder (laughs) items. Yes, that we talked about before. Forget about those. The one you really use all the time (laughs) is the coffee one. Oh, but listen, just for listeners, the sayings on those mugs. One of them we can't read. No, we
4: can't. No, we can't. But at this hour of the day, uh,
2: yes, Read, read the little verse on the other one.
4: I have a poem about friends. Some people think that it's great to be rich, to be cool and keep up with the trends. But riches and looks just don't matter at all because what really counts is your friends.
2: Ah, lovely, lovely, lovely. And you know what I'm thinking as well? Mm. Easter time. We're on the cusp of Easter. Over the years, do you get mugs with the Easter egg in them? Loads.
4: I I actually have about a dozen uh, Cadbury's cream egg mugs. Have you? Mm, that came with Easter eggs.
2: Yeah, mugs are a great thing with the Easter eggs as well. And people have those. Well, my favourite one, and we posted it online last night, is a lovely red mug. It's
4: lovely and vibrant.
2: It is. And I think it's a caribou or a moose. That uh, Images of mm, them that are red. on it. They're funny images, but the caribou or moose. I got that mug in Alaska. I bought it in a shop in Alaska. It's 11 years ago at this stage. It was to go back last year, but sure, the rest is history with the pandemic. Anyway... I bought that mug uh, in uh, Cooper Landing in Alaska when I was over there fishing and I still have it. It's amazing that I still have it because I'll tell you why. It's in the maelstrom of mugs in our press at home. You know what I mean. I don't put it aside. It's just in See there. Oh. I look for it now. I go to the press and look for that mug. I like it when I'm having tea, but others drink from it as well. How has it survived?
4: And it's really red. It's still. Solid. Oh, it's a beaut. And it didn't break on the way home no, from Alaska.
2: Nothing. No, no. Brought it home the whole way. It's I your moose juice. Yeah, it's. I it could be a caribou. I won't get into that debate. Could be a caribou, or maybe they'll say it is a caribou that's on it. Uh, to be honest with you, but I love. I do love. I have a couple of others. The Mr. Perfect mug mm. that I got. Really Recently, like that goes my Mister Perfect book, and I showed you another one, a granddad. I got a lovely one uh, to me uh, a few years back. Uh, what does it say? It says, "Granddad, thanks for uh, allowing me do the things that I do when Mum and Dad say no." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little saying. Uh, that's on it. It's a lovely one. But you know, people are possessive of these mugs, aren't they?
4: I hide mine. When I'm at home, do you? Yeah, so nobody else can get it because I just I'm I'm, I'm fed up of seeing mugs with chips <laughs> out of them and everything. So I I actually do I hide it in the press when I'm not using it can in a I different t- press.
2: Can I tell you a story about it in here and I won't name the person, but oh. I but I took his mug from the press in the kitchen here one time a couple of years ago. Oh, in bad books I left it too. in the office and he was going mad searching for it everywhere. Well, he read the Riot Act to me <laughs> when it, oh he had the head of me he had the head of me. How dare you? How dare you? And I said, <laughs> well, put it away. i put your name in it. I didn't know it was your bloody favourite mug. Oh, good God almighty. I got a telling. I really did get a telling. I'd say, like, the other thing I was thinking, if you become attached to a mug, if it breaks.
4: Oh, yeah, you'd be... You, yeah. It'll take a while to get used to another
2: mug. You'd, the taste of the tea or the coffee. You'd be a little bit sad, wouldn't you, if it broke, mm. when you had such an affinity to it and you, you loved it that much.
4: I know somebody who'll only drink... For- uh, from a china cup because they swear that tea or coffee yeah. doesn't taste as well
2: oh yeah that's the hyacinth bouquet mm-hmm. type person yes the uh dulton china they take <laughs> it out for their tea you know the royal dulton and, and enjoy it from that but would you say are we on are we on the right line here listeners are we are we are we going down the right road here are we on the mark favourite mugs is it a thing in your life do you have a favourite mug let me know you can text me as well if you have one if you haven't got access to the camera just tell us that you have one maybe the story about it 086 send us in a text there but if you can take a snap of it whatsapp it to the same number 086 1800 658 I wonder
4: if you have a like a work mug and a home mug the
2: same. yeah I was thinking about that
4: do you know like do you have one mug at work but then you could might do. bring it home during lockdown and then not use it
2: could do and, and here's the other thing our Louise you know she's the greatest hoarder in the <laughs> world and I'm the thrower outer. you see opposite they work well together anyway do you have a mug
4: what, what age did you say that one was about 25 years old and got it for a mm. birthday
2: now she minds it, but do you have a working mug that's of an age, an old mug? Do you have a mug years and years? Can you pinpoint it to some occasion in your life? Anything you or want to say? One that's about cracked
4: mugs? and chipped, and you refuse to throw out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't get rid Eaken of it. I'm everything. Holding on to that's like another man I knew years ago. And he was that mean. He'd yeah. keep the comb with three teeth left in it. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever mean anyone? Maybe
4: he only had three hairs left in his head. Well, he had a lot, but
2: three teeth in the comb. Come on, give us a break. For the love of the Lord Almighty, not at all. Anyway, we're interested in mugs this afternoon and I'm sure everybody's waiting for the mug and the Easter egg this Easter time uh, as well. Maybe you have mugs that you've ne- you've stashed away like Louise and never opened in the past. That could be something, you know, maybe you have. Anyway, the messages are coming. The WhatsApps are on the way. We're all mugs on late lunch this afternoon. Keep it coming to us. Let me tell you what's on the show today. Beside the mugs, Mary Mirth is joining us shortly from the Orange Room Hair Salon. Yes, the news yesterday that there's no sign of an opening. Mary wants... To have her say about that, Emma O'Connor and Louise Coleman are with us. the sisters' lovely story. It's organ donation week this week. When you hear their story, it's a cracker. Rick Cronje here, oh, Louise. A couple of hey, nice hey. ones this Come month. This from
4: mug to wine.
2: Oh, listen! You won't, you'll need the proper glass for this. When you hear what Rick has to say, he's two lovely recommendations for the Easter table. My artist of the week is Ed Sheeran. I continue his story, and we'll hear about a draw at a classical concert, a one-off special for the Easter. Do you, just on an aside, before we head to our first break, did you ever enjoy a fisherman's friend lozenge?
4: Oh, they're too strong for me. I couldn't know. I, once I tried, but ugh. Did
2: you? No, no go with you. Too strong, no. are they? Too strong, too strong, strong. They? I thought. Well, do you know the founder, Doreen Loftow, she was in her 90s, she died today. Oh. I'm uh, sorry to hear it because they're a famous sweet, the uh, fisherman's friend. And the thing about Doreen I just wanted to tell listeners today was... Her family, the Lofthouse family. It was uh, one of the Loft House. He was a pharmacist in Fleetwood, in England, a port. You know, it was a fisherman's port. Back in 1865, came up with the recipe. But for nearly a hundred years, they just they were a local thing. You know what I mean? In in the shop or in the pharmacy there. Then when Doreen married in, she took the took up the mantle of the of the lozenge, and away she went with fisherman's friend. Listen to this: as she passes away today, it's a global brand. It's worth 165 million and they sell 5 billion lozenges every year. What a story that is. Isn't that something else? But she's gone. She's gone. She's gone today. She's passed on, we remember, on late lunch. Let's head to our first break of the afternoon. Keep the messages and mugs coming to us. We'll be back to it, I promise you. But after the break... With me, Mary Martha. I have to say there was real disappointment all round yesterday after the Taoiseach made the announcement uh, on the 6-1 News yesterday evening. And look, we have a roadmap, but it's further out than everybody expected. And of course, there are reasons for that. But one business in particular that is really missed by its customer base is the hair and beauty business and i'm going to have a chat now for the next while with a lady who's been in business since 2006 in the orange room on the south side of drada she's a brilliant lady and she's on the line mary martha hello
5: hi Jerry, how are you
2: i'm good thank you for joining me again on the show straight to you what did you make of the announcement how are you feeling
5: ah disappointed I, again i suppose but there's still no clarity on it um, I mean, we keep trying to get our systems in place to be ready to open up and, you know, facing the third return after a lockdown, you know, it's disheartening when we know in our heart and soul that we put every measure in place in the last two lockdowns to keep our clients safe and the staff safe. And yes, just, you know, and still not knowing exactly when in May or if in May. Um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's very disheartening.
2: I'm sure you're speaking to your customers as well since the announcement and you're hearing, you can hear what's going on on the ground. A shocking disappointment, as I say again, that they they can't get back to you.
3: I know, and we get,
5: like, my, our customer base is amazing and we've been a fantastic client base that's so been, you know, loyal to us for, you know, so many years in Bryan's and then before in, in Visage and Drogheda. So 36 years hairdressing. And some of my clients, I'm still doing their hairs. But, you know, it's so hard when they're, you know, we've got our outlets for our, our social media, our our emails and, you know, our, our phone lines. And I still don't have any answers for anybody. And mm. it's hard when they want to know when and then can they go on the list first or, you know, this whole thing started with a priority list, which... None of my clients, every one of my clients, are, are are priority to me. So it's so hard when we come back after each lockdown to fit everybody in in the time frame that people want it done. So you have a surge of clients in the first couple of weeks. Well, last time it was the first, the first, uh, you know, eight weeks of July and August last year was was just totally mayhem um, because we were getting used to the new measures in the shop, and we we have very very strict measures on hygiene and. Uh, screening and stuff. And um, then back in December, and then halfway through December, realizing we were locking down again, we mm. had the added pressure of clients that were trying to get in before January because now we were going to get closed again. And I think even closing the doors on the 22nd of January, I knew it wasn't going to be, you know, February and clients would leave and say, Oh, we'll see you at the end of January when I'm my heart and soul thinking, See you Easter time. And I cannot believe that we are not open for, for Easter. You know, mm. I get I get the situation, and you know, I I had COVID myself at Christmas, and it is not a nice uh, it is not a nice thing to have. So you know, I'm I'm with the government when it comes to the measures that are in place and, and making sure that it's vaccine, you know, is the way to go, and and hopefully we can open up again. But for me, I just think that I had my measures in place, and you know, we were open only 23 weeks of last year and a further closure of 12 this year. So that's practically one year of business closed.
2: Gone, gone completely. Gone. And and you know, you mentioned there about, you know, the prioritising when you do and you will get reopened. Uh, does it cause friction with people?
6: <laughs>
5: yes, totally. And I have lots of friends in Droghalla with some salons the same. And we're, you know, we, we, in fact, since COVID, we've all become probably a little bit closer because business owners are now, Deciding to be able to, it's best to speak with other people and see what their opinions are and what they're doing. And, you know, I'll be very close to some of the salons in the town and it's the same. And then, you know, we have to skin test again because if people are doing box dyes at home, their chemicals in the box dyes are not the same as what we use. So we have to start that process again. Mm. So telling the client that they can't get their colour done on the first week if they've used box box dyes Puts it back a further 48 hours and then do you have that appointment for them? No, that's the following week. And then, you know, who's more important? I've been coming to you for 36 years. I've been coming to you for five years. Mm. I've been coming to you for two weeks. They're all, they're all a priority. It's just kind of trying to get it a happy medium for everybody and keep everybody happy. And plus the first thing I have to do. Is keep my staff safe. So we don't have the capacity to do, you know, the 300 odd clients a week that we were doing, you know, before a lockdown happened. I mean, we're on 100 and maybe 165 is our capacity with, mm. with, with, with staff and two meters and uh, screens and obviously temperature ta- taken. So all of that type of stuff takes time
2: so you're in half what you're saying is with the restrictions it cuts your capability in half and you still have the same type of demand here's the other thing i want to ask you about is there a danger of this open shut open shut thing going on and if we were to open and shut again is it driving you know this business onto the black market
5: well yes yes and no i mean frankly for me i'm a kind of a you know, try to say positive all the time. So I've used the COVID lockdowns to, you know, make my business a better place to come back to. Um, you know, I spend time in my, my clinic above the Fallon, which is well, at the moment we're deemed as a necessity for cancer patients and yes. weight. So I've used that time, you know, we've redecorated. But it's not it's not I mean I'm constantly getting phone calls to see could my staff go to people's houses and I I I just blatantly say absolutely not because not only that, it's taking a risk of taking someone into your home that you don't know which house they've been in before, but it's happening. And you know, from my other business owner friends be it around the country, you know, their clients' hairs are being done. So the the, 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 the the there is a black market out there. And honestly, for myself, another lockdown, I just don't know. I mean, I'm positive. I'm going to open with my my usual team, and we will we will you know put sit in the driving seat and drive it for as long as i can but i think people especially those that have lost jobs through covid uh might just see the 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 beauty of somebody coming to their house for 40 euro you know okay be it that they stick their head under a sink and they don't have their massage and you know they don't have the luxuries of that time me time away from their family away from their work Um, but there will be people that don't have the money to do what they used to do Mm. and the black market is very favourable to them.
2: Mm. But, you know, the whole experience of, you know, having your, look at you, 30 odd years in the business overall, 2006 since you've been where you are now, etc. But when you think of, you know, what, People love going and developing that relationship with you and yeah. your staff as well, and the experience of getting out there. And I understand what you're saying. There may, there will be people who won't have the money to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, going. I say, I say this honestly, and I know, I know, ladies especially and lads want to get their hair done. But going to somebody's house or doing that, well, that could be one of the little undercurrents why cases remain high. Well, you know, if you
5: look at, I mean, I, I regularly go on to the the IHF. The chats in the morning, and obviously the, the country's full of people that have, you know, people that know people that know people, and who who has the best solution for us all. But at the end of the day, the government are the ones that are going to tell us what we can and can't do. But I mean, we can fight to get our doors open because of a black market. But it's and we can, we can, and I can tell you from me to be going in at somebody else's house and using equipment and putting down your equipment in people's houses that you don't know where they've been is just, it is absolutely one of the, mm. the reasons why we are still in lockdown. And it's from beauty, um, and I'm sure lots of other industries. And I know, I know in my heart and soul, all of my colleagues out there that are own their own business are, are, are afraid that, I mean, salon services are open to the public, as in you can buy online, which I shouldn't be advertising, but, you know, I'm, I'm here to tell the truth. Um, so people are buying their colours. You know, people are doing their colours at home. Yeah. You know, staff, I'm sure, and Some of my colleagues in Dublin have lost half their staff already that are not going back.
2: Yes, look, I hear what you're saying, Mary. I have to leave it there today. I wanted to touch base, which I'll be back to you again if that's okay.
6: Absolutely no And it's
2: great to hear your honest views. I really welcome them. And thank you for being so honest. And I hope you're open sooner than you expect. I hope that that really happens. God bless you, Mary. Thanks, Jerry. Take care now. Bye bye. Mary Martha there from the Orange Room. Taking us to news and weather at two, it's Brown Eyed Girl. Van Morrison Oh my word Your mugs Fantastic We have an array To tell you about And we will be telling you About them in a while Thank you Keep them coming to us Snap your favourite mug Don't snap Don't snap the handle off it. Take a picture of it And WhatsApp it into us On 086-1800-658 We're talking about Your favourite mugs On late lunch This afternoon Now, this week is Organ Donation Awareness Week and we have a cracking story for you now because I'm joined on the line by sisters Louise Carmen and Emma O'Connor. Hello, girls. Hi, how are you? Thank you both for joining me on the show. I really do appreciate it. Louise, I'll start with yourself, please. Tell us about you and your situation. Um, Your kidneys were always an issue for, for you from you were very young.
6: That's right, yeah. There's a, a polycystic kidneys runs in our family, so uh, uh, it's a kind of an inherited disease and it usually means that 50% of, of everybody in the family uh, will at some stage in their life experience kidney failure. So I kind of, I suppose I knew from a very young age that there was a possibility that I'd be the, the wrong side of the 50%, and uh and I suppose about thirty eight years ago, that kind of came to pass. I uh, uh, got preeclampsia when I was pregnant on my twins. And actually, whose birthday it is tomorrow, and they're listening in. Uh, and I suppose it 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 helped speed up or it brought to the, to the fore that there was there was an issue there. You know, so. Um, yeah, so I suppose I always knew it was there, mm. it was a possibility, but hoped, <laughs> hoped it would pass me by, uh, but it didn't. It
2: what there. are the twins' names? Come on, we better wish them happy birthday.
6: That's it, they're listening in. It's Andrew and Eva. Ah! Um, oh, they're very excited. They're, they're 12 tomorrow. So oh it's, fantastic. It's a big day for them
2: all. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday to both of you. Have a great day, even though it's difficult to have a birthday celebration at this time, but you'll enjoy it, I'm sure, and they'll spoil the period tomorrow, that's for sure. So the pregnancy uh, advanced this in a way, something yeah. that you thought could always be. So after the pregnancy then, what happened? Were you struggling, like, with the, the kidney function?
6: I was, but I didn't really know it. If you know what I mean, it was kind of going on in the background, and I was going for my appointments and all of the rest. Uh, but um, and I suppose I was slowly but surely getting sicker, uh, but didn't really realise it. So, so one day I turned up to the hospital, my usual appointment, and they handed me this uh, passport called, you know, your dialysis passport. <laughs> I was like, what's this? <laughs> and essentially, uh, it was uh, it was letting me know that my kidneys were were reaching the end stage you know and that i would need to go on dialysis and uh and that they wouldn't function basically by themselves
2: okay so, so uh, the point was coming where you would have to get assistance with the kidney function through dialysis and eventually look for a transplant let's bring in the sister and have a chat with her. hello emma hello emma Yeah, I'm here. Emma, how are you? Great, thank you you for joining us on the show today. So, Emma, look, you you were listening to the sister there describing her history and how she was becoming more poorly. Now, Christmas week, wasn't it? It Was Christmas time that you really uh, decided to intervene?
0: It was. So um, for the few, like Louise is is, is quite mild in how she describes it. Like Louise was was quite sick. So she had missed out on a lot of Christmas. She had been here probably two Christmases before that and ended up in bed for the day in my house. Um, And she hadn't been well. So she was missing out on loads of things with the twins. She was missing out on Christmas and she really wasn't well. And her dad had had a transplant years ago and we had seen how well he was after he got a donor kidney so we were in my mum's for Christmas and again Louise was really sick it was Stephen's to say and said you know they're putting me on dialysis I need to go on the transplant list and I kind of thought why why are you going on the transplant list and she said you know because I have to and I said sure I'll give you one of my kidneys and (laughs) she Like, it was it was nearly like, why why are you doing that? And I said, sure, I'll go and get tested. And, of course, Louise was like, oh, you can't do this, you can't. And I said, it's up to me. I have to do it. I will phone Bowmount. And I said, you know, you have twins there that you work so hard to get. You want to spend the rest of your life with your twins. You don't want to be in bed while your twins are looking after you. So I phoned Bowmount after Christmas and just said, look, I'd like to get tested. And it turned out we were a perfect match. Um, we were a hundred percent match. We had no antibodies that fought each other. So, according to Beaumont, they said, you know, if I donated the kidney, Louise could get forty years out of it if she went on the transplant list and got a donor kidney. She probably would need another one in fifteen years. So mm-hmm. it was it was it was an e- it was an easy option. That's it was it was an easy
2: decision for me to make. A, match made, so, hey, a match made in heaven. Hey <laughs> Louise, heaven. <laughs> Louise. I was going to say our, our bodies might fight, but we fall like half. Done. <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 yeah. but our are happy to match
2: you know they say blood is thicker than water always remember that that is the truest yeah. saying I ever heard but Louise what a Christmas gift
6: I, I it, like it doesn't describe like She's right. I was sick constantly. I suppose after that, I got really, really sick. And to be honest, I was shocked when she was off, when she offered, because it was something I never thought of asking. And of course, Emma is the is a I'm the oldest, but Emma's the bossiest. <laughs> she was like, "You're not. I'm not having any of this. I'm sorting it. None of your business. Stay out of it." Um, but I tell you, it you know it has transformed my life. It did transform. Even then, the thinking about it, the fact that it was a possibility. Um, and especially when, uh, when Beaumont told us that we were such a good match, that it would even mean, like, even the uh, anti-rejection drugs and stuff, which with COVID at the moment, that's a really important thing, like, that I would be on less of them because she was mm. such a good good match to me. Um, so, like, it's, it completely transformed everything. Uh, and it's funny, I would, like, they, they, that was when I was, they were about four, I suppose, when I went on the, on the list, I knew it was going down. And we had the transplant when they were seven, um, but, like, they don't even remember me being sick, which is the great thing, yes. you know, as in. Uh, and it's only because of what Emma did. And, uh, and it's, do you know, So it wasn't even Emma. It was also, well, it was Emma, sorry. But it was all the people that helped us as well, do you yeah. know, in yeah. terms of support at her to be able to go off, all the people she worked with, mm. um, you know, my and her kids, uh, the, the help she got from work, the help I got, do you know. It's, it, it's it, like, transplant is, it's an amazing gift. Mm. but it involves so many people start to happen especially when it's you know, whatever type of transplant, it involves a huge amount of selflessness from of from loads of people, do
2: you know? Yes, and that um, is true right across the board. But a living transplant is really special and from sister to sister. Emma, you were forced to theatre. Uh, they removed a kidney from you. Um, did you feel lighter afterwards? Has it impacted on your life? Just for, you know, people listening today who may have to make uh, or, or offer, you know, a kidney to somebody in the future. How, how did it affect you in any way?
0: Honestly, I'll be honest with you, and I say this to Louise all the time, I actually felt like a fraud. Like, I worked for Peter Mark in in the marshes, and they were so good. They had said, take all the time off that you need. We will look after you. You know, my wages were were sorted out, and everything was sorted out on that end. And when we went in for the transplant, like that, they took me down to theatre, and the doctor had said... When you come back I want you walking over to the elevator to meet the ways And he said, I guarantee it you'll be okay and when the ways came back from theatre I was um outstanding waiting on the ways and the next day the hospital said to me, I think you're just here for bed and breakfast. I genuinely <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely was fine. Like even my husband hid the car on me three days later because I wanted to go out. So and I know everybody is different and I don't want to make light of it, but my in my situation, I actually felt like a fraud. I had five weeks off in the summer with my kids that I never had. Only you know, yeah. I had five weeks off. I I was paid for my five weeks off. I felt fantastic. Me and the ways <laughs> joked that I'd be two kg lighter than home. We can be <laughs> so it was. You <laughs> be the heavy kidney, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
6: So it, it was it was great.
0: It was. And in yes. fairness, from me to like from on from, from my perspective of it, I actually did feel like a fraud. And like people were saying to me, "Oh my God, you're great," and I was like. I'm fine. I got to spend the summer with my kids. I got my wages. I had people offering to do loads of things for me. Like it was, it was fantastic. So for yeah. me, it was quite easy. I recovered literally. I they were. I could leave the hospital the next day. I recovered really, really quickly, and I had had no side effects whatsoever. Um, on my life, even now, it made made no difference. I go for checks once a year, yeah. and I'm in perfect health. And my other kidney is 100% functioning, and I never had any side effects, nothing whatsoever. So uh, for yeah. me. I was very lucky. Isn't that
2: great to hear and reassuring as well. Hey, Louise, you're right. She is the boss, isn't she? Louise
6: Louise is is the sensible one.
2: (laughs) But Louise, from your perspective, life changing. I mentioned a Christmas present, but I know, uh, and I know at the time you were quoted afterwards as saying it was like winning the lotto.
6: Absolutely. No, really, really was. Like, well, I was a, a lot of weight anyway as a sister. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It really, really yes. brilliant to have as a sister. But no, it completely was. And it just transformed everything. So it, it went from from me having kind of. You know, like when they gave me that passport, it was like two years till death or kidney, kidney, uh, full kidney failure. Do you know what I mean? Or else we have, you know, dialysis or transplant or whatever. So it went from that kind of shock with small children and sick with small children to um, you know, like nothing happened, do you know, I was able to, I mentor with the football, the, the the girls football team here locally. I was able to start volunteering on things I had done before I was sick. I was able to get back out and do them and meet with people and get involved and get back full time work. And, you know, so it completely changed everything. It's like, and it's like I've never been sick. You know, I have to remind myself every now and again, uh, you know, you, you actually should probably take a bit more care of yourself. But you shouldn't do this, do you know. Because it had it has had such a transformational kind of effect on me, um, and completely down to Emma and her um, her selflessness, completely down to her. And and there's people like Emma, do you know what I mean, all around the country making these decisions. But it's I mean it's it's I mean you should have a celebration. This is a celebration week for donors. It is, you know, we're talking uh, you know live donation and and paired sisters the sister donation, but a lot of families. And make huge sacrifices at sad times as well. Our, our cousin Brenton got a transplant this weekend as well. As I said, she had with the polycystic kidneys. It's 50-50. Um, and he got a transplant uh, this weekend. And it will transform his life. I know it will, do you know? Yes. Um, and and that's, the, 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 that's the celebration of the Donor Awareness Week is, is recognising uh, the, 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 the great selflessness of of people who donate and families who donate uh, regardless of the,
2: the, the type you know. So. Yes, living uh, or deceased donation. Liver, uh, exactly.
6: Yes, yes,
2: it's, yes, it's it's awareness of of the whole thing and I'm just here, what you believe? Uh, I'm listening intensely to you but I'm just looking at my phone here because I, I had it lined up. The Irish Kidney Association to be a donor, it's quite simple. You just go on to I-K-A, IKA Irish Kidney Association, IKA.ie you can do it there and then you can download the app. It's so simple to get the donor uh, card and you should. we should all have that. We should all have the donor card that we can donate and our wishes are known it's very important to say that so back to you Emma no hesitation in recommending either this is something if it comes before you in life go for it
0: oh absolutely yeah absolutely and like I said I work in the town so I would I would meet an awful lot of people and over the years like people that I've worked with would need to go on the transplant list clients that would come in, And they they love to get to talk to you, you know, and you tell them my story and they see that's positive. And like I said, I'm not taken from it, but for me, it was easy. So by me telling my story to clients, it kind of just, it just makes them feel that little bit better that if they have somebody in their family, they could say, look, I was talking to Emma and she, this is her side and she thought it was easy. So, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy, not by a long shot, because it, it, but for me, it was. So, Like It's nice to be able to tell people and to say, well, I know Emma. Emma's fine. Emma's out. Like, we walked 100 miles for the month. People seen me out walking. She gave a kidney and she's okay and her sister has a whole new lease of life. It just kind of, when when the story is a little bit more personal, I think it just makes people make that decision yes. a little bit easier because it is a big decision. And, yeah. you know, me and my husband would have talked about it at the time. Like, my kids are 14 and 17 now. Our kids would have been younger. So it is something that you talk about, are you going to be all right? And I was all right. And, you know, every, everything just went really smooth for me and Louise. Uh, we just lucky, do you know it's what a I
2: mean? great, so, great yeah. story. Yeah. It really is. Louise, I uh, wish you well. And I know you are, are, are on constant uh, medication. That's a fact of any transplant that you have to oh, take please. that but it's a small thing to do uh, for the life that you have now and that's been given to you by your wonderful sister. You're great people. You really are. And I'll tell you (laughs) one thing. You've done a great job on this very special week. It is, again, Organ Donation Awareness Week. And it's been my pleasure to hear both your stories. I thank you for joining me today, Emma O'Connor and Louise Cameron. Thank you indeed. Thank you, Terry. Bye. Bye. Take care of yourselves. Aren't they wonderful, girls? They really are. And real adverts for uh, the donation and it is a big decision but you know you hear the story there it's great it's terrific back in a moment with your mugs and we're back to your mugs. And one of them ties in with that Arsenal-Liverpool game, Louise. Somebody sent in a picture of I a Liverpool that. mug. Did you see that? Yeah. Coming to roast the Gunners this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, whoever you are. My, oh my. Look at the range of uh, WhatsApp. It's
4: amazing. There's loads of them. I ah, can't keep up.
2: Loads of them. The man flew mug, Louise. Mm-hmm. Well, did you oh. read that? No, what on does it, it say? What does it's it say? Man,
4: it, well, the person that sent it in says, when this one is out, you know I'm not well. And... <laughs> On the mug, it says "Man flu mug" for when you're really, really, really poorly, like when you have a sniffle.
2: <laughs> I love Nana. Did you see that one? Ah, uh, yeah. Isn't that a beaut? That's a lot a, of cherished ones, uh, is not there? There really is ones that are special to people. Coffee makes uh, you friendly. Is that what one of them says? There, Maggie Riley. She got it from our grandson. Coffee makes you friendly. It says, "Does it?" Does coffee make you friendly, Louise?
4: Uh, depends what time of the morning it is
2: (laughs) I love that one the best ever dad what others have you there I see that one best ever dad mug thank you for sending it to us
4: and somebody sent my mug nobody else is allowed to use it only me and it's a lovely grey one with a big gold bee letter oh, on it
2: yes who is that yeah only me B a a big bee on it I wonder who who's that yeah put your names with the pictures as well there's a lovely pottery one there by Lucy mm. O'Gorman it's a really lovely design with lots of sheep in it and whoever sent it to us got it for Mother's Day two years ago it's a lovely lovely mug isn't it it is it's lovely uh, religious yes there's a religious one there did you see Medjugorje 24 uh, years 24 years Eamon. Eamon has that one and it's a lovely one as well Maria Carton, hello Maria little Miss chatterbox and more besides uh, I love the doggy one did you see the one? yeah that's lovely isn't it have you the saying
4: um I think it's just me and my dogs on the front and on the back it says woof woof.
2: and I uh, there's more in it I just copped it there twisted around again happiness starts with a wet nose and ends with a tail Mm. (laughs) I love that one I do indeed and uh, Berndet Chevlin, we love yours Berndet yeah I love this one Berndet said Jerry will like this one do you Mm. want to read it have you the saying
4: if Granddad can't fix it, we're screwed.
2: <laughs> I love them. Here's another one. Jerry. I love my tea from a china mug as it keeps hot. My last one out of a set of six was knocked out of my hand by one of my dogs. <gasps> I searched all the stores that are opened at the moment. No luck. I could get any kind except a china mug. There you go. My sister-in-law came to the rescue. She took one from her china set and gave it to me. Happy days. Have you another one there, Louise?
4: Um let me see, I have oh hi Jerry, I have this mug twenty nine years. My daughter bought it for me when she was ten and I sometimes feel as if I'm half used up.
2: Oh Rose. Sure Rose, don't feel like that. My favourite is you, Jerry. Happy Easter. <laughs> <A charmer>. <laughs> Woo <laughs> Like that one indeed. Uh, now on the line Sarah Shields is with us. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Jerry, how are you? Damn, Ta- good. Tell us about your favourite mug.
7: My favourite mug is fairly old. It's getting like myself.
2: <laughs> Aren't we all? What, what's I, the story?
7: I, I got it as a student nurse when I was nursing in, in Glasgow in the psychiatric hospital.
2: Right.
7: And when I finished my training, I brought it home with me. And I was from Donegal. So the, the, the cop spent six or eight months in Donegal. And then I moved to Dublin to work in St. Brendan's and the cup came or the mug came with me. right. And I was there for, I suppose, till 1980, 81, 80, 80 I, I moved to Navin in 82. Mm. when We had children where I still reside and the mug came with me and I'm still here. Now, it's seen better days. There's a few, a few chips around this face a bit, but I still use it.
2: Do you? All but the it's, time?
7: It's I- about 50 years, so got to 50 years now.
2: And it's been all round the world, so it's to speak. Not, well,
7: it's not all around the yeah. world, but it's been round Scotland. And
2: yeah, for a mug, it's round a mug's world. Anyway, <laughs> I have to tell you what all the distance it's travelled there. What colour is it?
7: It's kind of a beige colour with blue. It's an unusual. It's an unusual thing. I sent Louise. Uh, yeah, a photo she has of the it.
2: picture of it. Yeah, I'll have a look at it there. Just to describe <laughs> it for listeners, they can't see it. But tell me this: Did you ever mislay it, or did it ever go no. missing? Never.
7: No. Never went missing. Still in the press. Take it. gets out at least once a day. Good. For the coffee.
2: And would anyone else sip from it? Nobody or else it?
7: would use it because there's a few little cracks on the on the mouth and part of the mouth of it.
2: I understand. Yes, and it is yours, and they understand. It's mine. It's yours they all
7: know well. it's mine.
2: There you go. Well, that is a story and a half, and it's a working used mug We've all used of its all lifetime. The time. Ah,
7: and, and and doesn't really stain. You know how some mugs stain. Yes. And and uh, on, funny enough, on the bottom of it it says "Made in England," but there's no maker or any, yeah. not valuable or anything, but just.
2: Oh, listen! You'll be on uh, with Fiona Bruce on the Antiques Roadshow <laughs> when it comes to Ireland next, and you'll get a you'll get a land. They'll say to, you, "Do you know that mug was made by a man who lived so and so years ago?" And there's only one of them left in the world, and you have it, and it's worth a fortune. I wish. <laughs> we all nice. wish, and we have to wish, and we have to hope as well. Sarah, you're a real sport. Thank you for joining me on all the show. Right, Carrie, Happy Easter. Nice Easter! Happy Easter! Take yes, take care of right, yourself. Bye bye, bye bye. Isn't she lovely, Sarah? Shields there. Can you beat that? Fifty still in use. Ah, well, it's only appropriate we play this one. Yes, for all you mugs out there, I'm including myself in this one. Yes, it's tapao. I hope you have your china in your hand. Fill it up. Amon, don't have your second name and Ollie Boland sent us in pictures of their favourite mugs. It's the LMFM mug. Oh my, thank you indeed. It's great to hear that you're drinking every day from one of our mugs. Another one there. Jerry, my grandson gave me this mug. When the going gets tough, I'm off to granny. <laughs> I love that Jane thank you so much indeed but you're not going to need a mug for the next while you're going to need a beautiful wine glass pristine clean to pour in either a white or a red for your Easter celebrations because he's back with us yes he's the man who knows all about wine Rick Cronjay hello hello Jerry. good afternoon Thank you for joining me again. Let's get straight to business. Well, for your wines, you've gone to Tesco this time around for both of them. Let's start with the white rig and the beautiful blue bottle.
1: Yes, Jerry, Ria's Baixas from Spain. That's part of the Galicia wine region in the northwest of Spain, of course. And it's the Albarino grape. And uh, uh, Faustino Rivero, Ulesia. 2020.
2: And, and Rick, it's a beautiful, I want to say to people again, there's a fish on the front of this bottle. It's a tall, thin blue bottle. You can't miss it, Rick.
1: Oh, no, you can't, Jerry. Oh, it stands out. You just, yeah, you, you just have to go for it. That's it. You know, and it's 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 a symbol for the uh, Rivero family, which and they started making wine way back in 1899. But in 2015, uh, Jerry, they wanted to create a special white wine, from the uh, they have 50 hectares uh, in in the uh, Rio uh area, and um, and this is the decision they came up with the blue bottle with the fish label on the front, and uh, yeah,
2: Albarino grapes. Yeah, they dedicated that yeah. fi- 50 hectares, didn't they, to the Albarino grape?
1: Yes. It's all fifty hectares is Albarino, so it's like a signature for you know for uh, uh, of that area for for the family.
2: Mm. And they produce a lot, a lot of bottles of wine every year, and the big exporters, aren't they?
1: They massive, uh, Jerry. They um, they produce in excess of twenty-seven million bottles a year, and they export to over fifty. Countries. Mm,
2: they're big and they're popular, and the wines are fantastic. So this is a 2020 Albarino grape. Describe it, Nick uh, Rick, for me on the on the in terms of the color, the nose, the palate. What are you talking about there?
1: Well, on 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 the color, it will be a lemon yellow in in color, which is what you would expect from the uh, Albarino grape. On the nose, very strong with citrus, lemon, and grapefruit in particular coming through there. And then on the palate, it's very, very clean, uh, Jerry. Fruity, zesty, fresh, like a Monday morning.
2: <laughs> but you'll have to taste this, not on Monday. Well, you can if you want to wait till Easter Monday. But you won't be able to wait. You'll have to taste it over the, the Easter holiday. Now, what about it? Uh, from what you described there, you could have it as a, an aperitif and it goes well with what, Rick? What would you recommend food-wise?
1: Definitely as an aperitif. And it, it's, a whole range of food will 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 this to it. Anything from starters and nibbles like olives or uh, bread with uh, oil-drenched, uh, you know, that you can dip in, soft cheeses. I had a guacamole avocado salad with it, uh, Jerry, and that was absolutely stunning. Any seafood as well will go with it. Fish, of course, will be a perfect match for it. Mm, lovely. So a whole range. Yeah, you know? it's,
2: a, it's a wide ranging wine. It'll match, as you uh, say there, Rick, with many, many foods. It's 2020. How much will this one set me back? A tenner, Jerry. All right, so it's a snip. It is a snip at the price. It is. it uh, is. I know you love, absolutely love this wine. So, Rick's White for Easter is from Spain. The Rias Baisas, B A I X A S is the way you spell that. Baixas, Faustino Rivero Alcia. Alberino 2020 from Tesco. The blue bottle with the fish on the front. You can't mistake it. And 10 euros. It is a snip. Now, you've stayed with T E S C O for your red, Rick. I
1: did. I did, Jerry. But you know, it just. To to make the shopping a bit easier, but luckily they've had uh, a very good choice in this time around, you know. Mm. And uh, we're going to Australia for this one.
2: And it is? And
1: it's uh, the 19 Crimes brand, and it's called The Banished, and it's 2019. Now, I did try the 2020, and it's just as good, Jerry, but I would have put it a nose short of the 2019.
2: Okay, I love the name. I've never seen that before. 19 Crimes and the Banished. Oh, this yes. is a thriller, Rick.
1: It is. It's banished but not forgotten.
2: <laughs> so, this is very important, folks, because Rick always emphasises this. There are 2020 versions of this wine on the shelves. But, Rick says, you hear there, 2019 by a nose is the one to go for. Tell me about the uh, Treasury Wine Estate.
1: Yes, again, very big in Australia. Um, they uh, they are marketing brand as well, uh, Jerry. But they have access. Listen to this: of over twelve thousand six hundred hectares and a whole variety of, of of the different grape varieties, obviously, and they operate in countries Australia, New Zealand, America, Europe, and. Asia, right. and they, their wines are sold in over 70 countries, and they employ, in excess directly now, more than 3,000 people.
2: My, oh my, so this yeah. is a big, big operation. Does a story, isn't there behind, it? just going back to that name that caught my attention, the 19 Crimes? Yes, the
1: brand name is 19 Crimes, and where that comes from is that, uh, from 1788 to 1868 England would ship convicts to Australia if they committed 19 crimes or more that that was sort of i'm going to say your ticket to Australia
2: mm.
1: and the names the photos and the history that appear on the actual bottles are all true these are real real people okay. that were sent to off to uh, Australia, yes.
2: Interesting, interesting. Now, again, describe this wine for me. Is it deep? Is it light? In terms of the the purpley red colour, what's it like on the nose and the palate as well?
1: On the colour, uh, Jerry, you're going to find it a uh, dark purple, almost violet uh, in in colour. They're beautiful, beautiful, dark. On the nose, very definite uh, vanilla, chocolate, dark fruits, and oak because it did have three months in American oak, mm. so it, it's ready, and it's good, strong. On the palate, it's very full-bodied, dark fruits, but it's so well-structured and balanced, and it's so smooth to drink, um, and a very long, lingering um, aftertaste, so very pleasing on the palate, and that's the reason why I went for it. The 2020 has still got a little bit of a sharp edge for my palate now. Yes. So, um, yeah, oh, oh, lovely, Jerry. really, really good class wine.
2: And I know you say about this, you could quaff it as a red on its own, but excellent again, when you mentioned the white, you know, with the seafood and lighter type of stuff, this is your one for the red meats.
1: This is one for the red meat and lamb. Mm. It will go very well because the, the main grape is a Grenache, but it's got a touch of Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon in it as well. But it's 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 such a lovely, uh, soft, balanced wine that it'll go with your red meat. It'll go with lamb, even pastas. I had it with Guinness stew, and it was perfect.
2: Mm. That was that your favorite?
1: Yes. And don't spare the Guinness either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we do say, as always, enjoy alcohol sensibly. Drink plenty of water with your wine. Space it out over the course of your meal, celebration, and evening. That is so important to say. And Rick always endorses that message with us as well. To enjoy and enjoy sensibly, because they are lovely, lovely bottles that Rick is bringing to us for this Easter time. So, Rick, you've sorted us out. There's no excuse. The white and the red are done, and they are available in Tesco stores nationwide as we speak. Rick, you're very kind to us. We love when you join us on the show, and we miss your company here. But you're great. You're with us each month. And I want to say to you and your family, I know it's been tough, Rick. Yeah, there's a new member of the clan you haven't seen, I believe.
1: That is correct, Jerry. unfortunately. But I'm hoping that in July... We'll uh, have that opportunity.
2: Yes. yes. Correct. It's a grandchild yeah. that Rick hasn't seen just yet because of the restrictions. Well, Rick, enjoy the Easter like the rest of us as best you can. And thank you so much for bringing us your wonderful recommendations to Late Lunch again today.
1: Happy Easter, everybody, Jerry. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Rick Cronje. There, the virtuoso of vino, the man who knows, and we will uh, have details of uh, those two—the white and the red—along uh, with our podcast a little bit later on on the show. Thank you for all your mug images. They're still coming into us. We love them. We love them. We love them. If you have a favorite mug, there's still time to send us the picture. WhatsApp us a pick of your favorite mug. If you're just joining us on the show, to 086 1800 658. And if you're with us, you're very welcome to the show. If you're listening to your radio on. The app. Don't forget the LMFM app, it's great. You can bring us with you anywhere you go or on your smart speaker or anywhere you're listening to us today at home or abroad. Welcome to Late Lunch. If you're with us from the start or just joining us on the show, it's great to have you with us. We're coming back to the mugs and have an update. More money for slab pouring into me today. Uh, we're also going to hear more about Ed Sheeran after three and uh, the Easter concert from Draw the Classical. The money still arrives... For my 40 days and nights for Slav, thank you from my heart. It's just going on and it's incredible. We're over the 13,000 now, heading for 14, I'm sure, by the time all of this is finished. And I'll just read you some of the uh, lovely letters I received today. Jerry, please find enclosed a very a small donation. It's not. It's a significant donation, I have to say to you, for Slav. Things have been quite tough this past year with both my husband and I affected our work with COVID-19. But Jerry, once we have our health, we'll be grand. I can feel the pain that Slav is going through in his family. Uh, I love listening to your show and there have been days that it just kept us going. Please God, we'll soon be back to normal. God bless, says Anne. Thank you so much, Anne, and for the lovely donation. Another one here. Dear Jerry. congratulations on your 40 days and nights Slav Uh, I couldn't do it you did brilliantly and I'm just so glad that we're all in good health at this time I love your show and listen to it every single day keep up the great work I remember that young boy Slav in my prayers every single day and I enclose this donation it's not a lot but I'm sure it will help along the way with your fundraising happy Easter to all Best regards from Margaret Riley. Margaret, your donation is great and really, really appreciated. And another one here. Jerry. huge congratulations on your walk for Slav and all the money you've raised. You're an inspiration. All your kindness and empathy and positivity gives us all a lift every single day and I'm sure it will help Slav and his family. You're the best. That comes in from Michelle Howard this afternoon. And Michelle, your donation and those sentiments Thank you from my heart and thanks to everybody. And to our good friend, John Lode, the money doctor, who sent me a wonderful donation for Slav this morning as well. John, thank you so much indeed. It is just uplifting and fantastic and all going directly to Slav and his family. Have you any more mugs for me there, Louise, just to quote?
4: I love this one. My kids would probably buy this one for me. It's a mug with a picture of uh, a cow on it and it just says Moody Cow. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I'll
4: have to get one of them.
2: Children, children, children. I don't, I, I don't find her like that. Honestly, yeah, I have do. To say do. Another time, but should we all have our moments, Louise? You find me too like that as well. Let's be honest about it. Look at this one. My two favourites, Jerry, from my son and daughter. One of them says, "It's Mylum Caponte, the Galga." I love it. And the other one says, "Mammy Nalug."
0: No
7: <laughs> ah, isn't
2: that beautiful? It really is. We have somebody else to have a word with. Mary Grimes is on the line. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jerry. Great to talk to you today on the show. Now, you have a very, very touching story about a mug. Tell us about it.
0: Oh, well, my mug is a treasure of a car that I'm driving that my son
2: gives to me. OK, so your son... Is it the car you're driving at the moment or was it a car you drove in the past?
0: No, no, it's a car uh, I'm driving at the moment. OK, I so...
2: He took a picture, a photograph of the car. Is this right? Yeah.
0: He actually bought the car straight ahead of the showroom. big Special edition of the car. There's only two of them here in Ireland. Oh, I
2: see. I see. It's a really special car. It is very special. And Uh, what what makes it again? Explain that to me. What is it? It's a Kia Pro C GT. Oh, be the Lord, Mary.
0: (laughs) Yes, Jerry. (laughs) I feel the need, the need for speed. I'm pl- no, I don't speed in it. No, no. That's I all right, take Mary. very good care of it.
2: But the Gardaí aren't listening. You're okay. Anyway, Mary, tell us about... What's the what's the link with the mug? What's the name of the mug? No, what's the link with the mug? Tell me the, oh, the association link, the with the, the, mug mug the, the mug and the car. What's that?
0: I loved the car that much when he was driving it. He actually got me uh, the, the picture with the mug on it because I liked it that much. Mm. So I
7: liked
0: it when he he used to take the car down to get service and whatnot, but he came home with another car. You see, he loves his cars, right. and he doesn't smoke, so he came home with this other car, and he didn't want to park for that car because there was a job being done on the white one. Yeah. So I actually got sick in the meantime, Jerry. Uh, I got breast cancer. Right. I my granddaughter was coming up to a year old, and the two boys were playing in a junior championship final. So. I kept Everton under lock and key I I had my little notary crawler and I used to drive up and down. Well, I didn't drive up and down. I used to bring the car to draw and get up on the bus and go to Bowman, blah, blah.
2: Yeah.
0: After that, when I got sick, the young kept the other car and he gave me this one and I'm driving it since.
2: Okay, so you have the car now. I have the car now. I drive in style now, Jerry. Oh my! Oh my! I'm right. I'm right. You're a speed merchant. I know it. I know it. I know no, it, I'm not. A... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only pulling your leg, Mary. And come I have ba- no
7: tickets on the car, Jerry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's very important to say. Mary Grimes is a law-abiding citizen. She's no tickets, no anything, no points or nothing. <laughs> but the mug. Come back to the mug. Tell me about the mug. Come back to the mug store. What is the mug? Come back to that again.
0: The mug is just a link to the car. I love the car yes. that much. Okay, yeah, and I. It's No one else drives the car running myself.
2: All right. Okay. So the mug is the link to the car. That's the no significance. No one I had the mug either, Joe. Uh, the mug is your mug. That is it. And yeah. nobody else touches it. You'd be mad with them, would you, Mary?
0: Absolutely, yes. It's <laughs> mine. If that happens,
2: <laughs> Who are the boys playing the football for? Who are they playing for? Len Emmett. Oh, Tully Allen for your life.
0: So I get a bit of slack. I'm a talker woman. I live in Phillipstown and the lads still play with it,
2: Lennon. oh my god so you'd be winning championships every year one or other of them places are in a final every other year in the county Absolutely. You're, a, you're a winner all the way for sure the quicker,
0: the quicker it comes back the better
2: Jerry. Ah, I know sure all, we're all pining for it with like sport is such an outlet for everybody for youngsters for people participating for those following it it's just incredible but please god we're on this road now and it will happen on the promised dates anyway mind your car take your time and enjoyed the tea from the mug. Thank you very much, Jerry. God bless you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Mary Grimes there with a mug tied in with the car. So there you are. She's a mug car story tied together. Louise, this phone is still buzzing beside me here. They're still coming in. Your, your favourite mugs. There's Send a lovely
4: us- mug in from uh, Veronica. Go on, and it's lovely. She bought one for. She seems to have like four sisters. So there's five girls. On the mug with their names underneath. And she bought one for each of her sisters. Okay. I think that's
2: lovely. Okay. Margaret Madden, our book reviewer, is out in the garden at the minute, listening. She's reading. She's working for us. Would you believe she's working away? Oh, she's working in the garden as well. And there's a mug there. I can't. Can you see the mug? Look, what's on it? Hold on. Hold on. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> what other mug would Margaret Madden be drinking out of? Only the one of the most the classic... classic Yes, classic mugs and classic books of all time. Margaret, thanks for getting in touch. Enjoy the garden and keep, well, she's walking away for you listening today, which our next raft of recommendations coming your way on late lunch in April. Still to come on the show, we'll be back tomorrow, your mugs. The Ed Sheeran story continues and we hear about a one-off Draw at a classical concert for Easter. Roll up, roll up your last-minute tickets for the Loud GA Wee County Double House Draw. The draw is taking place on Sunday, this Easter Sunday. Two lucky winners will win a house each. Won't that be just marvellous? There are still tickets available. You can get them from any Loud GA club online at pickahouse.ie. Or if you want to give Thomas a shout, it's 086 832 9225. That's Thomas on 086 832 9225, and uh, the best of luck to whoever wins those two houses this weekend. is going to be an Easter to remember for sure. Tommy's been in touch, Louise. Our Tommy in Italy.
4: Yes, he has a mug that would suit you down to the ground, Jerry. He said, it's a mug and it's a bird on a phone that says, I can talk for Ireland. <laughs> and he said his family always said he could talk for Ireland over the years. So they uh, bought this mug from Ireland for him. It's a little bit of Ireland every day when he has uh, a cup of tea.
2: Good on you, Tommy. And enjoy the next cuppa from that mug. It's an absolute beaut. It really is. And I see another one there. Beautiful Guinness mug. Somebody mm-hmm. visited the Guinness store and they have it as a memento from them and it's a gorgeous gorgeous mug tea in a guinness mug i wonder how would a an old bottle of the black stuff go in it as well with a nice creamy head oh easter sunday's coming easter with oh, the stew rick just mentioned oh listen you couldn't beat it you really couldn't now we've loads of requests in today twins lily malally She's from Navin and Sheila Dunigan from Kells. Maybe the other way around, but I think I'm right. They're 83 years young today and the gang want to wish you both the happiest of happy birthdays. Tara Cooney from Rees It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Tara, from your family. And uh, There's another one there. Yes, I can, of course. Martin Poppy and Jacqueline Grandma McCormick from Navin, who are 40 years married today. They want to wish them so well, and congratulations from son Brian, daughter-in-law Cleaner, daughter Laura, and grandchildren Dirrin, Killian, and Sive. Ah, isn't that great? A big, big day in that family. Another one there, 46th wedding anniversary. Eilish and Alex Martin, Rathgory R.D. And Sheila and Tom, who celebrated their 47th wedding anniversary yesterday. Lots of love coming in there from Mary and Brian. I'm going to dedicate the Ed Sheeran song to you all today because Ed Sheeran is my Artist of the Week. And just continuing his story... After taking a year out in 2016, Sheeran returned with the release of a new album called Divide in the spring of 2017. It went straight to number one in the UK, USA and across the world. And in fact, he had released two singles from the album simultaneously earlier on in the year before the album was released. And he made history as the first artist ever to take the number one and number two spots in the UK singles chart with brand new songs. Off he went touring again on the back of the new music and the album, and the highlight was certainly his headline act, Oh, I'll Never Forget It at Glastonbury 2017 to an audience of a hundred and thirty-five thousand. Ed Sheeran fans, well, they all were that day. His tidal wave of successes continued into 2018, picking up awards to beat the band, including six at the Billboard Music Awards, where he performed Galway Girl from a massive gig at the Phoenix Park in Dublin. Maybe there's people listening to us today, I'm sure there are, that were at that gig. Ed Sheeran's in the Phoenix Park. Well, our song today, dedicated to all those birthday celebrations and anniversaries, is from that Divide album, which became... The best-selling single of 2017 in the UK and USA and the most streamed song of the year on Spotify. It's The Shape of You. And there's something Middle Eastern about that, isn't there? Yeah there really is the he's brilliant Ed Sheeran just something else my artist of the week this week never seen him would like to sometime please God I will in the future we'll conclude the Ed Sheeran story with another cracking song and more about him tomorrow more about his personal life and his links with Ireland because he has big Irish connections yes late lunch LMFM radio our final break this Spy Wednesday stay with us yes Rick's recommendations today are available from Tesco we've had a A number of queries on that one. They're available from Tesco. And I say again, always remember alcohol and sensibility. They go hand in hand and always should. Now, I had to scratch my head when news of uh, this arrived into my inbox. Drawed classical music. I normally... Think of them at the autumn time of the year, into Christmas and into the early spring. But there's a very, very special concert happening to celebrate Easter. And to tell me more, I'm delighted to say she's joining me on the line, Director of Droughty Classical Music, Pauline Ashwood. Hello, Pauline.
3: Hi, Terry. Good afternoon. Did I get me calendar mixed up? (laughs) So we're all mixed up. (laughs) We are, are, we are, Pauline. We're we're still in 2020,
2: some of us. Anyway, tell us about this wonderful event that's happening this Friday.
3: That's right. So for years now, I have wanted to program this piece of music because it was written specially for Good Friday. But needless to say, Good Friday uh, for our church, where we have our concerts, is a very popular and big occasion for the church. So us getting in to do a concert has never been possible. And given the times that we're in, to me, spring and Easter, of course, come together. For many people, it's about religion. But regardless of you know, what your faith is, whether it's of, of strong faith or none, Easter is a time of rebirth and a time of hope. And I felt that this year, of all years, is the time to try and program this piece of music. Written by Haydn in 1777, I think. It dates back hundreds of years, of course, but it was commissioned for the Good Friday celebration. And it was based on the seven last words of the seven last phrases of Jesus on the cross. So it is a direct concert for Good Friday, but as I say, regardless of your faith, it is an uplifting. It's a, a, a rousing, It's a just such a oftentimes poignant piece of music. It stands alone, but it's particularly pertinent to have it performed at three o'clock on Good Friday.
2: Yes, yeah, 1786, 1787 it was commissioned for the quartet. And as look you say... Look you known more than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a big job to know. But you, you you inform me and I'll inform then and we'll work at the two of us together for sure. But look, seriously, it goes back a long time and it is poignant. And in, a, in an ironic way, Pauline, but for the unavailability of the church to normal ceremony, this wouldn't have happened.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the first calling of the church has to be their own services. Yes. So I couldn't uh, rustle in or hustle in on top of them and say, right, we're doing this. But it's the most fitting place to have it as well. So we're delighted that we're able to use it yes. uh, to present it on Friday. And uh, in 2009, uh, an American string quartet, the Brentano String Quartet, commissioned uh, the Pulitzer Prize poet Mark Strand to write seven texts. So oftentimes... The piece can be played straight through, you know, the seven movements one after the other. Sometimes, if it's uh, done in a church, there will be gospel readings. Some churches will do gospel readings from across the various faiths. But this Brentano string quartet commissioned secular readings, and they're from the Gnostic um, Gospel of St Thomas, and they're really they're. They're, uh, you know, inspired by the last words of Jesus, but they are. It's a secular take.
2: Yes, on it. yes, so and to they have the
3: two. Yeah, to have the two married? You know, yes. together is, is going to be very. Yeah, powerful. this is
2: important to say. Uh, the performing uh, are the Contempo Quartet, and they're brilliant. But Avine McCann, who won the best actress award at the Irish times theatre awards last year is actually going to read between the seven movements as you said and that all coming together wow it's going to be fantastic and here's the thing Pauline that listeners because I know in previous onlines you could watch at your ease or watch back you've got to watch live three o'clock on Friday afternoon
3: Exactly. We wanted to try and bring it back. I mean, we're a year out of live performances. Yes. And we can all become a little bit complacent, but I shall watch that later on or I'll watch it tomorrow when I'm doing the dishes. We wanted to make this as live and as special an occasion, just like in the olden days when you used to get ready and be somewhere for a particular time. So for this concert, you're absolutely right. It has to be you watch it at three o'clock because when it's over... It's over.
2: Well, as that so, a famous ad says, when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And if people want to uh, join at three o'clock, it's only a tenner, folks. Tell them how they can.
3: So they can go on directly to Drehid.com. So that's Drehid Arts Centre. Um, and the, the booking link is there. They can pay easily uh, 10 euro and then they'll get an email with the link. And that yeah. will go live at three o'clock. And it's, it's about an hour and three minutes. It's not long. Yes. Uh, but it's worth listening and watching.
2: Oh, it's a wonderful, a wonderful event. I congratulate you on it, especially on a good Friday. Such an important day in the lives of Christians and faiths the world over. And again, com, and you can check out more information on drawed at com as well. Well done to you. I wish you all the very best with it and encourage as many people as possible to look, it's a tenor, it's a snippet this, and it's so important in the life of classical music and what Pauline does year in year. Out. She'll be back in, with a new series later this year, and hopefully we'll be back in the audience as well. Pauline, Thank happy you. Easter! Thank, Thank you for joining me.
3: Thanks very much, Jerry. Take care. Bye.
2: And here we have what you will be in store for. <laughs> Yes, beautiful, isn't it? Hayden's Quartet, seven movements, seven last words, three o'clock on Friday afternoon, dread.com. That's almost a lot on late lunch. I don't want to end. I love that music. I love going to the concerts. I really do. But anyway, it is the end of late lunch this afternoon. We're we'll back for a final show of the week tomorrow, Thursday. We're not here Friday, but tomorrow on the show, Louise tells me it's Fish fathers, Fur football and fries chocolate cream I got all the F's in I certainly did, I'm good at the F's especially when I'm not on the radio <laughs> anyway, yes uh, thank you for joining us on the show today sending you all your images of your mugs and joining in the fun as well Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive stay with us here on LMFM Radio we'll see you tomorrow Friday at 1.30, have a nice evening
3: the late lunch with blackstone motors drada dundalk and Cavan. let us amaze you with our fantastic used car offers with over 300 different makes and models we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars to choose from let blackstone motors find the perfect car for you finance can be arranged to suit all budgets call or visit
0: blackstonemotors.ie today to find your next car Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax,
5: and think about
0: work